Hi, folks. Just want to apologize uh, for the audio real quick before we jump in here. Had a little bit of trouble, but the conversation was just way too great for us to try and record this again. I uh, hope you enjoy. And I think uh, Stone Cold has a request for us. I said, give me a hell yeah. to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. Yeah. Mike, how are you doing? Doing good. That's good. I hope you're <laughs> doing as good as I am, because I'm doing pretty, pretty good here. Well, just real quick, uh, everybody, don't forget to come say hi on Facebook. We are Brothers of Discussion, and Twitter, we are at B-O-D Podcast. And, of course, uh, wherever you're listening to us now, wherever it's most convenient, just know you can subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And, again, that's uh, Brothers of Discussion. Mike, you want to you get the wrestling talk going? I certainly do. I think we're, uh, we're waking up uh, to the idea. That was a bad segue. Of, uh, that was a great segue. Matt, Hardy, Matt Hardy's <laughs> changing character. Uh, Mike, he's not... He's not quite broken. No, he's not. We will never see broken Matt Hardy in WWE. Which I was, I thought, World, I thought that was the whole point. Get ready for Woken Matt Hardy. <laughs> wow. I I thought the whole point of that uh, TNA dropping their lawsuit was that they could use the term broken. Uh, I, I don't know <laughs> I if the, maybe the lawsuit didn't go quite as planned. Uh, yeah. You can delete all you want, but broken is ours. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, they've they've officially deleted broken from the vocabulary of the WWE. Apparently, my God, um, how'd you like it? How did I like it? Well, I think he was definitely very woken in that segment that he did. Uh, <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed the uh, the mocking of the Bray Wyatt scary man laughter. I really liked that a lot. Um. <laughs> I, I thought it was fantastic. I feel really bad for Matt Hardy though, because I feel like he's he's put a lot into that character, um, <laughs> and it's it's literally it's December. Nobody's watching wrestling. There's playoff football coming around the corner. Uh, give him a few Monday Night Raws to laugh at the camera. No, <laughs> they don't care about this storyline. Um, well, now it's depressing. He's going up against <laughs> Bray Wyatt. It's not like he's got, you know, he's not fighting Samoa Joe. He's fighting Bray Wyatt. Well, that wasn't going to happen. This is like introducing a new character from NXT. You got to give him, give him, uh, you know, let him beat up Bray Wyatt. This just means another loss for Bray Wyatt on the pay-per-view schedule. Gosh, is he used to uh, losing? Is he ever going <laughs> to win a feud? Has he ever won a feud? Ever. Well, you know what? I, I do think it is interesting. Uh, we brought up we brought up the idea of, of a pro wrestler being uh, Teflon, or as we termed it last week, uh, Roman armor, I believe. Yes. That's what we said. Uh, Roman shirts. I like I Roman like, shirts. Yeah, nothing's tougher than a Roman shirt. You're not getting through. Yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> but uh, have they created a character now that the fans are gonna love, so Bray Wyatt can actually win a feud? Is that a possibility? I think that feeds into my idea that it's just, you know, it's just kind of a cute gimmick for a few weeks here until we get to serious time in January. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I mean, these are, these are, these are not the high weeks for, for, you know, WWE. There's, there's a lot of football on. We got college, you know, playoffs. We got, uh, uh, college, uh, uh, got, see, I watch so much college football. I can't remember yeah. what they're called. The, <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah tournaments you know the big 10 what? there's a big tournament or so i don't know there's something more important than <laughs> wrestling going on you mean, you mean the bowl games that are a couple weeks away yeah we got bowl games yeah. we got big 10 title games you know all that <laughs> nonsense uh who watches that i mean clearly someone not, not us <laughs> was, was that evident i wasn't sure if i made that quite evident enough uh <laughs> we've got <laughs> <laughs> We've got three of the major sports going. Um, you know, it's not a, not a great time for WWE. So they're throwing out, Matt, see what you can do. Nobody's watching. 
See if you can make somebody watch for a few minutes. Then, you know, maybe we'll give you some a bigger deal in January. Um, Aw. Well, that ruined my buzz on this character. I, I, I was excited. I, I, I liked watching it. I, I thought it was funsies. Um, not anymore. I don't know. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the What do you think the ceiling is for a forty year old Matt Hardy? You, I I well I didn't see him getting uh, a WWE title run, especially not right now. He's not going to see the likes of Roman in his future. Um, but I, I I did think that there was some potential for at least some storylines that we can that we can work with that aren't title runs. Um, okay. I, and I think that's something that the WWE needs. Okay. They, I'll give you I'll I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, got one. So I'll say you know <laughs> and man, a foul. The whole point what? the whole point of wrestling is like you know you're you're young you need established guys to put you over. So if this cool character is gonna help put over you know a Bray Wyatt, uh, maybe he's gonna help put over a Finn Balor. You know that's another kind of weird kind of fringe character who doesn't need a belt to be interesting. Um, yeah. Matt doesn't need. Well, I just Matt's not gonna I, hold a belt, not at his age, not in WWE. Uh, well, I, I said last week that this was gonna help legitimize his character because if if it was Matt Hardy versus Jason Jordan on my TV, what the hell is gonna keep me watching that? I mean, <laughs> I, I bless Matt Hardy, but his best days are behind him. He needs a kooky character. To, to get my interest. And I know that sounds terrible as a wrestling fan, but I think we can all be real here. I, he's not pulling off the same moves he used to back when he, obviously back when he first joined the WWE. Yeah, he's but not jumping even, off of garages anymore. He's old. It's okay. Yeah. It happens. Right. No, you're right. It's fine. He can be old. But if there's a way to make his character more interesting, because uh, I... I mean, this is definitely Matt Hardy I don't know. telling us. For whatever reason, I know you're saying I'm not that interested. just made me think of Tropic Thunder. You Australian, be Australian. Matt Hardy, you <laughs> old, be old. You know what I mean? Uh, That's where the gray hair comes in. Yeah. It's part of the character. He's no, being old. Look, I, you know, here's what I think. It, I don't think there's a super high ceiling for the character, but how about how about this? How about no, this? No, no belts. That's that's absurd. Uh, right. But what about like a, like a Chris Jericho? Just... Hanging out, you know, being with the young guys, and he's a good enough character that it makes you care about the storyline. You pay attention. You care. Right. You, I, I, you care a little bit more than you would have if it wasn't an established, uh, accomplished, talented guy on the mic. How about that? Right. And, and this is this is definitely better than just watching him go out week, week after week, and just lose some match to a young guy because he's Matt Hardy, and it's you know it's neat to hear his song every now and then like that. This this is just that opportunity to put another character in that three hour time slot on a week to week basis. I know that isn't just the same old rigmarole. Um, I think it, it it'll it'll there's opportunities there. I, I we don't have to go too deep into it, but you know there's opportunities for people to join Woken Matt Hardy. Who else is going to be Woken uh, later on? Maybe maybe that is an opportunity for Jason Jordan to become interesting. Um, that was a shot. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up twice. In let's the get, let's give him another 90s veteran to try and make him <laughs> well, I gotta interesting. Say, go, go ahead. I, some, they did it. WWE, this week, they accomplished it. Do you know what it is? They uh, finally got the crowd for Roman Reigns. Oh, <laughs> to finally cheer the face that they're supposed to cheer. That crowd, yeah. when Jason Jordan came out and they laid a big crowd turd, they went absolutely insane for Roman freaking Reigns. <laughs> it wasn't The Shield. It wasn't The Rock. It wasn't AJ it, Styles. It wasn't John it, Cena. It was Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't him fighting John Cena. Jason Jordan made Roman Reigns go face. How about them apples, huh? Hey, How about you know, them apples? Uh, Dolph Ziggler said a couple weeks ago, everybody needs a job. <laughs> everybody needs <laughs> a WWE. job. Everybody's got their purpose. <laughs> Maybe that's his job. Wow. With the WWE, you're going to make our most hated face of all time. <laughs> Be a legitimate. Likeable. Yeah, he turned yeah. into a baby face face. It was, it was incredible. <laughs> it's never happened since he's been a singles guy. Never. Yeah. 
Jason Jordan stepped up to the plate and where the rock, where John Cena, where the shield failed, Jason Jordan said, hold my beer. <laughs> Good for him. I don't know if that was the intention, but God dang it, it happened. Jason Jordan made a superstar out of Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of cool because I, th- I think if they're finally, you know, it's not just Roman. Because if you think about it, yeah. Roman has also not made a heel a heel. Because every time somebody's fought him, you know, that heel's become a face. And everybody rooted for him sarcastically. So not only did Jason <laughs> Jordan finally create a baby face out of Roman, Roman finally found his nemesis, a real heel, for him to dig <laughs> his heels in and battle. What a perfect combination. Whoever put that booking together is a genius. It only took years and NXT toiling away for Jason Jordan for him to get called up and save both of their careers <laughs> with the right boos and the right applause. They did it. They did it. Oh my God. Well, I mean, were you legitimately rooting for Roman, though, in that match? Did you know, they get you? That's the important question. Did they get Mike? They got me. I was pumped. They you know, did. It's ha- it's happening. I, I oh. it's happening. I'm not when I, when we the next live event we go to. I'm not just gonna blindly boo Roman. I I respect his work. He's had too many good matches. <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna give him the Miz treatment. When I see the Miz, I applaud the Miz. He's he's calling me you know dumb and poor, and that's okay. You know I'm a little dumb. I'm a little poor. So I'm almost on the Miz's <laughs> side. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wanted to throw my first hot tag in there. Yeah. First hot tag segment. Uh, we've gotten feedback that we're not saying hot tag enough when we announce the hot tag segments. So here comes hot tag. Hot tag. Hot tag. <laughs> here, I'll say it while you're reading it. <laughs> just, just throw it in in between pauses. Hot tag. Yeah, like what? <laughs> what? Hot tag. What? Uh, okay. What? <laughs> Don't what me, you son of a... All right, when hot tag goes what? up, your mouth goes silent, all right? What? All right, so we just talked what? about stars. Jason what? Jordan and Roman Reigns making each other stars. What? This week, Dwayne what? The Rock Johnson. Are you self-popping over there? <laughs> Stop self-popping so yourself. All right. Matt's taking a self-pop break. I might have to answer my own hot tag question here. I'm going to have to mute my microphone. All right. Go ahead. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Big news. Uh, He is going to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now, I don't think it's a leap to ask, you know, who's next, because it's immediately going to be John Cena, right? He's a superstar. Heck of a guy with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. He's funny. He's in movies. He's personable. Everybody likes him. Heck of a worker. Uh, I I don't know about his choice in wives, but even he seemed a little skeptical about it at WrestleMania. <laughs> so here's my question, hot tag. Uh, the Rock yeah. is getting a star. It's not that crazy to see John getting one. But who in the heck on this current roster could you possibly oh. see ascending to that level of superstardom like those two? Damn it. I was going to cheat and say Batista, Ooh. but obviously I can't. Well, I mean, there's rumors out there that he wants to, like, he doesn't want to do those cheap, you know, one-off, you know, here I am for five minutes uh, kind of deals. Uh, actually, yeah. actually, like The Rock has been doing the past couple of years, where he just buries <laughs> Eric Rowan at WrestleMania. Um, he said that if he comes back, he wants, like, a real contract, uh, you know, to wrestle. But So you can't, I, you can't include him yet. See, I, we still need I an answer for the too. hot tag. I'm going to say with that, just real quick, because I have my answer. It's in my head right now. Okay. starts with an E, just so you know, so you know I'm not lying. <clears throat> I I think Batista just said that. Like, I mean, that doesn't mean he's he's ever going to come back. I think that just meant, like, he could put on a put on a good face for everybody. Um, but there's there's no way there's anything lined up, I don't think. Uh, not yet. Right, but, right. Nothing, nothing tomorrow, but, I mean, the money... I, I don't think you and I really touch on that enough. Like, the money that some of these deals get, like Batista coming off Guardians of the Galaxy, that's a huge deal. Like, yeah. 
uh, oh, you mean Blade for... Runner being a James Bond? Like, for him to, you know, see what WWE wants to offer to now get a legitimate, you know, Hollywood star coming back? Oh, yeah. That's that's a money match. I mean, that gets that's people... That's Goldberg money. Yeah, that's people wanting to check in. <laughs> that was a couple months of pay-per-views. Remember that? Yeah. That Survivor Series all the way up through April. That's a long time. Um, well, Mike, to, to answer your question, though... I mean, when you go through the roster, uh, and remember, I said my answer starts with an E, just so you know I'm not stalling here. Okay. Um, you might know who it is, but some of our fans are guessing. But I, I just want to set this up properly. Um, you look at the roster, these, these guys are wrestlers now. They've picked up so many guys that this is what they've been dreaming of doing since they were kids, and they prove as much by wrestling under different programs for years and making dog shit and money. However, there is someone I have in mind. Oh. And it's not Biggie. Yeah, hey, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I don't... I, that's a good I'm one. I'm going to be sour now when I hear your answer, but go ahead. Yeah, you're not going to like it. This is a guy I can totally imagine leaving the business, no problem, lickety-split. Okay. And that's probably how he'd say it. Oh, God. Don't do it. No problem, lickety-split. Oh, God, don't. Here I go, <laughs> leaving the WWE to become a big Hollywood movie star or whatever. Mike. Oh, no. <laughs> I am so proud of that impression. The gentleman who's going to leave the oh, WWE. No. And become a, the next big Hollywood no. star. No. no, you know what? Maybe he's not the next, but he's definitely gonna. Hollywood star? Is Enzo Amore. Oh. And you can't teach that. Now, I, I, like, you, I like your impression, but for some reason, <laughs> I really want to hear you in that impression say, My favorite nursery rhyme is Humpty Dumpty Humpty Dumpty. Something about Humpty Dumpty in that voice. <laughs> It just works perfectly with the cadence. Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> I don't know if it's because Humpty Dumpty has poop in it and he's got poop emojis on himself, but I just... Humpty Dumpty. Big kiss. You want to read Humpty Dumpty? Like, something about this, that. This, this Humpty Dumpty looking guy over here. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty had a big fall. What happened to Humpty Dumpty? You know, something like that. Nobody knows. <laughs> What do we, um, what do we got like, over here? A couple of Humpty Dumpties? I don't know. This is a guy who obviously doesn't care about the wrestling as much as some of the other guys. and Or maybe it's maybe it's not care. That's the wrong way to put it. I, I don't think the talent's there. But there is, there is some sort of talent there. And it's a performance level on the mic. Um, I think... Uh, you know, even though Batista doesn't show that, I was about to say, if you look back on everybody, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, out of the three, take away Batista. Mike, everybody that from the WWE has made a big career in, uh, in Hollywood has been fantastic on the mic. Uh, and I think this is just a fantastic mix of a guy who's got a lot of charisma, uh, he's I, quick on his feet. I was going to say, I, I get I, you uh, kind of having a backpedal on that statement because of Batista, but um, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> it's being good on the mic. It's the the charisma. Um, and that's why like, it's hard to pick because, I mean, like Kevin Owens has that, but I don't think he gives a hoot about any of that extracurricular. Yeah. He's all about the wrestling. Right. Because you could, you could, you could uh, definitely see Kevin Owens making a career in Hollywood, but he doesn't. I, I, I would say he doesn't want that. He does have a family, so I think if maybe the money was there and he was commit, you know, he could, he could feign commitment uh, for a while, and he'd be, he would be successful. I think he tries hard at everything he does, and I think he'd do it for his family, and I think, I think that's possible. But if I had to look at a guy that maybe wasn't here just for the wrestling, like Kevin Owens is, yeah. I've got my answer. I think that's the best answer I've given. On these hot tag questions, that was a burp. <clears throat> On these hot tag questions. Man, we're getting two impressions. We got uh, Rick from Rick and Morty. This is a big episode. <laughs> um, I, yeah, don't don't encourage me to do my Rick impression. No, it's not very good. We don't want to hear that. No. Uh, so <laughs> I think that the uh, I think that Enzo. I think you're right because uh, we didn't really give enough criteria about what that would entail. Uh, to be that 
uh, transcendent superstar. Um, uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> you might you might get me there. Is he going to be as big as The Rock? No, as big as nobody John Cena, is. And then move to Hollywood and be <laughs> massive. No, but um, I mean, uh, yeah. if you want to talk about the closest thing, you know, somebody with the potential, you know, he's got the potential. He's, <clears throat> he's, uh, yeah. it, you know, I think he's a classic WWE character, you know, because we always talk about who gets a big reaction. Uh, he's yeah. a nothing, I think, relatively speaking, nothing wrestler who can, he's great at taking bumps. Uh, but man, his, he's all about the motor mouth. He's all about, uh, getting you invested just with his trash talk. Um, so I think that's... Did a, you have someone in mind, Mike? I don't, it's not, I think that's a good pick. I like your pick. Um, I'm gonna kind of cheat, because oh, I know you did Batista. I don't see any yeah. way that, of uh, guys who've wrestled in the last couple of years, how you don't say, because uh, I know I made that rule, has to be on the current roster, but Chris Jericho. Uh, guy's all over the place. He's doing talk shows. He's doing books. He's doing podcasts. He's got a cruise, uh, <laughs> where he's gonna marry people. He's gonna. <laughs> that's right. Uh, he's gonna marry people. Um, my God, he's wrestling. He's wrestling Kenny Omega. Uh, talk about you know just doing some self pops and doing some self promoting. Uh, he's just decided to take it upon himself to wrestle outside of AJ Styles, the best wrestler on the planet. Good for him. Uh, Jericho is in the twilight of his career, still doing stuff like that. Uh, he's a personable guy. He's in a touring rock band. Um, I mean, if he's not, you know, next to the stars, not next to the rock, he's sure as hell damn trying to be. Uh, he's just got, <laughs> he's just got his, he's got a finger on the pulse of the whole entertainment world. Um, He's 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 likable. I I think he's got enough interest. Uh, he's not just doing these things. It's not like Dolph Ziggler stand-up comedy that no one listens to. Uh, this right, like it, everything he does works. Yeah, there's success to it. You know, people like, we actually enjoy some of it. Um, yeah, I, I, I was just I listening to his CD. podcast too. Yeah, I like his podcast. Oh, you bought a Fozzy CD? Oh. Hey. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 good. No, it's, it's really good. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no, but I think if I think Enzo is a great, uh, you know, actual based on my criteria, great choice, um, because I could see him leaving WWE to you know for greener pastures. Uh, but Chris, well on his way. I think he's definitely probably earned it more than The Rock has, um, as far as just you know working really hard and just being a constant source of entertainment. Uh, Good on him. But uh well, let's let's uh let's jump back into uh I, I, we'll, we'll keep it on brand. Um I think you wanted to talk about Nia Jax and Ooh, uh yeah. good job that that she's doing in regards to let's let's say let's say a real message that the WWE can can live can live and deliver. And not be completely hypocritical on. Yeah. Again, me making sure I never get a job with the WWE and saying this. Um, but I, I'll set it up, and you you can hit it off the tee. Um, you know they do they do like those anti-bullying campaigns, and then every single promo is one guy bullying another, even face to heel, bullying each other. <laughs> Uh, but Mike, uh, what's, what's Nia doing that, uh, you like so much? Yeah, what I really liked is, you know, she's not, you know, a hundred pounds. She's, you know, a bigger girl. She's literally yeah. a big person. Um, and I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think she worries so much about, you know, being the, you know, super cut. Like Charlotte is a big woman, uh, but she's, you know, much, much thinner than Nia. And I think Nia is right. really cool because... She's really accepted. This this is how I want to look. I don't understand why, you know, the guys get a free pass. Um, I mean, you want to go historically. You want to look at natural disasters. You want to look at Bam Bam Bigelow. You want to look at today. Um, you know, Rusev is not super duper thin and cut. Uh, Kevin Owens certainly isn't. Um, <laughs> You're right. So why can't one of the girls be like that? She's a heck of a wrestler. Um, I mean, she's still, you know... Like if if you just want to make the criteria, you know, is she pretty? She definitely has a very beautiful face. 
you know, she's just yeah. not super duper skinny. Um, right. And she gets a lot of crap online for body shaming. And I, I thought she really handled it perfectly. And I really liked how um, she'll make comment, she'll make light of it on Twitter, but um, on Total Divas, which, my God, I didn't think there'd be anything noteworthy on that show. I just thought it was kind of a, you know, Jerry the King, yeah, Jerry the King Lawler right. requested a show. So periodically, let's <laughs> let's put the female wrestlers in bathing suits once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, Naya was out on a, you know, a friend date with her best, best buddy in real life, Alexa Bliss, and, you know, they went through a fast food, um, uh, drive-thru, and Naya, yeah. shamelessly, as she should, ordered a bacon cheeseburger, and I was really proud of her, uh, because I don't think she should ever give in to that crap where she has to get harassed just because she, you know, isn't, you know, 30 pounds. Good for her! Eat what you want. You're a heck of a superstar. Uh, you know, you're a good wrestler. Um, I want to see more of her. Like, what I'm really excited by is, you know, the way they're putting this story together. Um, with Naya and Alexa just legitimately being, you know, displayed all over the place as best friends. Um, what I'm really hoping for is, I correct me if I'm wrong, can you think of an instance where Naya either... Did she ever have just a one-on-one -on -one match for the women's title? Um, wasn't uh, didn't she have those where she she would get kind of screwed over, or she had those opportunities on Raw and they just weren't real matches? Yeah, it doesn't sound. I I swear I know she's been in like Fatal Four Ways. Uh, oh yeah, like on the pay-per-views, that's how they put her in the matches, and then they you know they all. T uh, you know, double teamer, triple teamer, knock her out of the ring, and then the and then the other, you know, yeah, the secundary match. She gets, gets her started. she gets her stuff in, and then she topples yeah. out of the ring for some reason, uh, some contrived reason. None of those girls could beat her up in real life. Um, well, that actually, uh, that's a great point, and it, Mike, I think I might have a hot tag question that we can build off of. Uh, if I, you're ready. Well, real Go ahead. Yeah. Make your point. What I was just going to say is, if you're going to go to the lengths to build up, you know, Alexa and Naya being friends in real life, I think that was part of the fun of, you know, like a Kevin Owens and a Sami Zayn. Um, and if Naya's, if, gosh, if both of us are just combing our brains thinking, man, how is this, you know, female monster heel, how has she never gotten a run with the strap? Wouldn't it really be a perfect, like, storytelling moment to have Naya turn on Alexa? Alexa is already beloved by the crowd. You know, she gets the Jericho treatment where she's a heel, but she's so funny, we can't help but love her. Wouldn't that be just yeah. a great storyline, Naya turning on her best friends? You got the friendship element. And then you get a twofer. Um, you get Naya actually holding the belt, and you get Alexa officially going face, since so she gets rooted for anyway. Well, my only thing with that is they went kind of like halfway with that already, where Naya and Alexa were celebrating, and then Naya did the electric chair to uh, to Alexa and slammed her on the ring. I, I I would worry that now we're just you know maybe they it failed the first time, and it went on too long, and you know now now it's it would just be a retread. But like I I think what I I, I definitely you know, I, we both agree on is that N Naya would be amazing uh, to hold on to this belt and the storytelling that could come with uh, just this element of being unbeatable. And Mike, I think if I could transition here, so stop me if I'm going too quick here. But is there a possibility that we could be building two streaks at once? And this is Ooh, my hot tag question. I, can already, I already know where this is going, and I like it. Yes. Build our way to WrestleMania, because I honestly was not thinking of this match, but I was thinking in just one way. Don't give Asuka the title. You get a whole nother storyline in the women's division. Is that a viable storyline, Mike, of Asuka being undefeated, and can someone defeat the streak? So... uh. Is that a viable cut? Did, did I? 
<laughs> is that a viable storyline, Mike? Can can the WWE fans will they show interest in this? Can WWE creative make this interesting? So you want to do like the Goldberg streak? Like she just keeps winning and winning and winning. I it's definitely possible. I I think I'd rather call it an Oscar streak, but if you know, I, I it doesn't like I want it. I want it to be hers. I want it to just be Oscar. You know, at first she can just start kicking the shit out of the heels, um, out of the, you know, the Alicia Foxes and the Dana Brooks like she's doing now. But then it's got to turn into everybody else is catching wind of this. And the reason I think it might be going in this direction is because when you see Paige coming out with her girls, Asuka gets away. Asuka's not a part, like, she just, she walks, she literally walks away from the situation. Good for her. And then these other girls get torn apart. Whenever there's bullies, but just walk it, away. You know? Yeah, that's what, yeah. yep. And to come back to WWE against bullying. No, <laughs> uh, so they're, they're separating her, at least for now, from the storyline. And I think, I think they might be setting this up, uh, but it, it would just be a great storyline. They, they can keep interest on the title and have a completely secondary women's storyline that isn't just about ending in uh, an eight, eight, you know, four on four tag match where whoever wins or loses, it just the story ends and nobody even remembers, you know, unless they do a rematch on Monday Night Raw. Like, this would be something to work with. You know, once she, tear, once she tears through all the heels, uh, even like switching brands. They just, you know, then Sasha catches wind of this, you know, and if Alexa loses the title to Nia, then she's got her shot. Or just, I don't, don't give her a title shot yet. What? Let her be Asuka, and uh, let her, let her carry the women's division without having to carry a title. It's kind of tough, and, and it's it's kind of tough just because no, the roster is not no. large enough. You're not large enough. Hey. <laughs> I'm body shaming you. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, it's, I don't. I don't dislike the idea. I just think that you have to. I think you could kind of tie it in with Naya, um, and I think it would be cool to have that big culmination of Naya versus Asuka, and there's got to be only one of those women, you know, like a real Hulk Hogan versus Andre moment, like these two. Yeah. The unstoppable force meets the unmovable object. You know. Uh, I think that would be a really cool build. Um, you could still incorporate the Alexa storyline. You know, let that. Um, you know, let Nia get her title run with that, and she's established herself against a two-time champion, um, Alexa. You know, SmackDown and Raw Women's Champion. Um, yeah. Because I mean, ultimately, you don't just want to see Asuka just keep crushing. You know, uh, uh, enhancement talent. Um, you want to see her battle, you know, the most formidable foes. And I don't know if there would be, right now on the roster, a more formidable foe than Naya. So I can see definitely putting that on the back burner to really put over how tough Asuka is. That she's the one right. who can take the strap off of um, Naya. Well, I mean, how great would it be to go into WrestleMania and not have to build up another Charlotte I think, Yeah, but I think that's... Match. I think, yeah. Oh, you mean like that would be the culmination at WrestleMania? Because I don't think you would do those two story. I think the culmination of the two storylines would be awesome for WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, wouldn't oh, it be great Re to WrestleMania? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just just to finally have that, uh, uh, have the women involved in WrestleMania not have to do another Charlotte and Sasha because I think they're amazing, but we can't just see this year after year. It's they've got to they've got to use this other talent that they have and and break it up. Give us, give us something else juicy. Build up one of those girls for a whole year. They could even, they could have Asuka lose that match, and I think Asuka would still be huge. And then you just put Naya to a whole nother level. Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, I don't know, because you can't. It's WrestleMania. I don't think you can have like that big heel triumph. Because that's supposed to be like the end of the story, and the end of the story should be Asuka is, you know, your your woman of the future. She's the best wrestler. Um, yeah, I guess she's beatable too compared to Nia. Man, I can't like I really I'm just like that, I'm that so would be an excited about feat of strength. the promos 
like the not ju not just them on the mic because I don't think they're the two strongest on the mic. It would be more of you know it's just a cool spectacle to see. But uh, like to consider like those those historic cuts of WrestleMania through the years, and then to see Nia and Asuka like trying to recreate that like a female style, you know? Yeah. I think that would just be such a cool way to go about it. That's our hope. Uh, I'm sure it'll end up being Charlotte versus fill in the blank. But well, that'll be. I guess what we're both forgetting too is there's two belts now, so there's got to be a Charlotte match on SmackDown, which I totally. Oh, that's fine. Just... Yeah, I just I think this is a bit. This is a higher interest level for me. Yeah. Um, and I I want to put it off. I don't want to see it right now. I think it it is a big deal. I think it is a WrestleMania match. But I I can guarantee like even though we just came up with this on the spot, a perfect WrestleMania build and match what'll probably happen is sometime on monday night raw they'll do a number one contenders match and then they'll force feed oscar the title and it'll all be over and there won't be any fun head yeah they do it does sorry wwe yeah. i love you but that's that's probably yeah. what you're planning right now <laughs> yeah I, hope, I mean they you know we always think of the mistakes you know we think of the bad stuff that's that's always you know pops in our heads i was gonna say something that i am a big fan of you know something i feel like they mm. are on point with is smackdown live hottest tag team right now rusev and aiden english Woo! where the heck did that come from <laughs> Well, Mike, there's nothing better than to have a guy who's actually trained to sing. Is he cl is he classically trained? I I don't I don't want to see. I I had the word classically in my head. I can't actually say that, but I know that he has he's like an actual Broadway actor. So huh. he has trained to sing. Yeah, yeah. If you, if we talk about a guy like where we were talking about Enzo becoming a Hollywood star, I'm pretty sure Aiden English thought this was in the cards. Um, <laughs> and then he got here and realized he had to do a little bit more work, uh, especially with handling an old tag team partner. Um, but yeah, uh, that just, I, I think just a commitment, you know, like, you know how they always talk about the mix of like real life and, uh, you know, mix it into storyline. I know that this is silly to put it this way, but I mean, take a guy that can actually sing have him sing about Rusev Day, because if anybody else did it, this would just be a forgettable storyline of just some guy who can't sing. Uh, he commits to the role. He sings his little heart out, and he he just man, he loves himself some Rusev. And uh, <laughs> if if Rusev needed an opportunity to uh, to become legitimate again, name a day after him. You know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to market. Uh, it's easy to get those guys out there. It's easy to find a time to boo them. Was the second you start hearing Aiden English sing, uh, now it's now it's the time to cheer. Uh, but yeah, I it's it's fun. I love the that I is love, a fun I love that tag game. team. Um, yeah. I, part of it is I'm such a big mark for uh, for Rusev. I I loved his U.S. title run. Um, I hate it. I, I know he had to. It's how wrestling works. You know, the good guys have to win. I know he had to lose to Cena. Um, you know, I know he's, yeah. I know he's, Rusev's taking his lumps with The Rock, you know, getting rock bottomed in front of his own wife in that weird segment a couple years ago where The Rock was being misogynistic for, especially for modern day times, but we let it go because it's The Rock. Right. But I really think Rusev you know, should be higher on the card. You can only fit so many people up there, but man, he's powerful. He's got a heck of a in-ring inventory, like as far as his moves. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. I think he's really charismatic. I think he's legitimately a scary man. You know, I can see why, why Lana picked him. He's a he's a heck of a guy. Yeah, he can. <laughs> he, uh, he really is. I think he's an underrated guy. I wish he would really get a chance with the main belt. I don't think he's ever going to. Um... But uh, like I'm excited to see more of this tag team because it, it you know helps out Aiden who you know I don't think he has the build to be considered anything serious for WWE's purposes. Yeah. I like the duo. I don't know if they'll get gold. Do they? They they don't need it. They don't. They don't need it. They don't need it. I just I, I just want I just want Rusev to succeed. That's all. Well, like like you talked about being a fan of Rusev. I I'm a fan of commitment. I'm a fan of getting a storyline. And I mean, you, you and I, we talked about it last week. We talked about loving, you know, Damian Sandow and the Miz when he was uh, Miz Dow. Yeah. And now, I mean, before this tag team, 
My favorite tag team was the Fashion Police. Breezango. I, I don't think I've laughed. Like, just, I start laughing when a Breezango segment starts. <laughs> I haven't even seen anything yet. And I start giggling and rolling around on my couch. I am so excited for Breezango segments. And this is just another segment that I get excited for. And I, I, I think uh, to go along with this, uh, SmackDown is really pushing out like the entertaining segments compared to I think Raw, which is which is more or less like a routine. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, you know, remember what they were trying to do like they can't call them the Bullet Club for whatever reason, so they're calling them the Club. Yeah, like those are legitimately funny dudes. I like hearing them on the podcasts, but man, whatever whatever they gave the green light to on Raw, it's I don't think I've ever laughed. I think I've always felt really embarrassed. Like watching an episode of Doug, Doug Funny, you know, on Nickelodeon. It's Oh, yeah. You just kind of cringe, <laughs> and your cheeks turn red. You're like, please, stop, stop, you know, and it doesn't stop, and it's a long segment, and everybody feels bad. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's It's just, I, I can't, I, I'm going to say I don't, I don't want to believe that they have creative for both shows, and then they, if one of them does well, they just decide that the other one doesn't need help. I, I, whatever's going on, I, I just say maybe it's not being managed the best. Uh, but Mike, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use your word segment, and I'm gonna transition here. I'm gonna say, let's jump into our brand new segment. So we're gonna jump from Raw to SmackDown back to Raw. Okay. And our new segment this week, we want to track for you, the fans. Is Finn Balor over yet? I think you have some misconceptions about me. And again, just to uh, define that, as last week, Mike, you were a little confused. Uh, Is is Finn Balor ready uh, for a title match? And uh, to analyze that question, Mike... Uh, we're going to go ahead and look at the uh, teleprompter here. We'll take a close-in of uh, this, this match that... Um, ho doggies. Uh, would it do anything for anybody's career at this point? Um, so while we're analyzing, is Finn Balor over yet? Uh, he's fighting Bo Dallas. Man, you know... Is anything, is anything more of a you're-not-ready-for-a-title shot than being told you're going to fight Bo Dallas this week and no well no disrespect to Bo Dallas he we know that he can he can go I was you know I was going to bring this match up to you um yeah because these are two guys that I like a lot um I actually like I actually like Bo more than I like Finn oh I know Finn is you know he's he's Mr. Q you know um I just always liked Bo's character because if you're going to talk about commitment and he committed that goofy you know Bo leave uh, not a lot of people, I think, could have kept doing that for months on end. Um, but uh, what I was gonna say is, yeah, no, it was, you know, you're right. That was a great character and great commitment. Like, uh, remember we were talking about um, with NXT, you know, bringing people back from NXT and bringing them, you know, from WWE back to NXT. Yeah. You realize that we were looking at basically an NXT Hall of Famers match. And it couldn't have been less important on Monday Night Raw. Like two former well, I mean, champions of the entire brand were just battling, and it was it was so low on the card. I, I would hesitate to even call it a mid card match. It was just a bottom card. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, what the heck happened? Well, well, let me get let me get your vote. Is uh, after this match where we're gonna start measuring each week? Is Finn Balor over yet? Is Finn Balor stock up or down? Even after a victory. Uh, is it up or down, but Mike? The way they've treated Bo, it's down. That's yep. So how are we gonna do that? Are we I just agree. gonna say an up and down uh, every every week, or are we gonna? Well, let's let's keep track of week to week if Finn goes up or down, and then if he's down multiple weeks or up multiple weeks in a row, uh, obviously that's a good thing. Uh, but I, I, I'd like to say right now he was at zero. We'll just start him zero, and now he's down. Uh, he's down to negative one. We'll just put it that way. That'll be the easiest way to measure it till I come up with a better scale. Uh, but, folks, there you have it. That is our brand-new segment. Is Finn Balor over yet? Well, uh, I, I know I have a couple 
I have a couple more segments. Um, we were talking about making sure the show didn't go an hour and a half, and we're at 46 minutes right now. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, do you want to talk? Because you, you might have had a change of heart on Daniel Bryan fighting soon. Well, I, I still, and I still don't get it. I, I mean, it seems closer to happening. Uh, with this, this big facial expression at the uh, end of SmackDown there, where, you know, Shane revealed that he is, he's gonna possibly fire two, former indie wrestlers just like Daniel Bryan used to be if they lose their next match at the pay per view and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yeah. And then to further just kind of worm in that awful, you know, like, uh, McMahon level of, you know, just control and manipulation um, and exploiting <laughs> a power. You know, he said in this huge match that decides their employment, he's going to be the guest referee. Right. And it just really, you know, sounded like, uh, you know, Daniel's storyline when he was battling the McMahons before WrestleMania 30. Um so I, they're planting they're they're planting the seeds, you know, for for Daniel and Shane to kind of split up. <sighs> so some something's going on. So, I, you're you're not quite on board with it being Daniel's gonna fight Shane, but you know it's the it's the it's like a DC Comics movie. You know they 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 keep trying oh, to lure boy. me in, and I I I fall I've fallen for it many times, and you you really gotta win me over now because I'm really. I've been I've been scorned too many times that I, I I can't believe it. I won't. So we'll know for sure when Daniel Bryan's beard is photoshopped. Oh my god! Off the screen next week. <laughs> I will say in that updated photo of him, uh, like in the updated shot of him at the end of SmackDown, he is growing the hair out a little bit. It's starting to look like uh, you know WrestleMania 30 again. Not quite as wild, but. Uh, I just I think for WWE this is that would be. Just absolutely horrible. Uh, I don't know if you want to say for their stock in regards to their business or the stock that the fans, uh, their perception, but think about keeping Daniel Bryan out of the ring and he has doctors telling him that he's healthy and then he goes to another program and they've, they had him signed. He was at the place that he wants to be because he's got a family. He doesn't want to... He can do indie wrestling, Mike. He doesn't want to do indie wrestling. He's, he's got kids. <laughs> he's like Heath Slater. Oh no! But like the real Heath Slater, Mike. He's got kids. Man. <laughs> he, they would be doing a disservice to Daniel Bryan and us as fans if they don't give him what he wants, especially when there's doctors telling him he's good to go. Let him do it. Wrestle away. And maybe he's not good to go right now. But we know that he's doing what doctors have told him to do to make himself ready. And even if even if everything's a lie to us, this is a man going to every length to lie to us so that he can get back in that damn ring. Yeah, I think he I think he's one of those guys, you know, he wants to do this till he's dead. Um Randy the Ram. Yeah. This is uh <laughs> This is definitely an Aronofsky moment here. Darren Aronofsky, the director of The Wrestler. Uh, oh, God. You know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I've been hurt a lot. I don't know. I, I would like it to happen. I mean, I, not at the expense of Daniel's health, but, I mean, if he's getting uh, greenlit by, you know, people who, you know, treat human nope. bodies for a living, and they say, yeah, it's fine to go in the ring and do that again. Um, he slightly alters his, you know, his his moves, so he's not doing the flying headbutts anymore. He's not nope, doing those. I need flying headbutts and all. Not doing those. I stuff. need him flying out of the ring. It doesn't even count if he's not flying headbutts. Yeah, uh, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, count me up. You know, I'd be the first person getting ready to buy tickets. But here's here's a question. So if we if we think that he is, you know, on the cusp of a return. Uh, what's he got left? I mean, do you see him doing like a full time, you know, Kevin Owens, or is he just gonna be a no. part time once in a while for the main four pay per views, like Kurt Angle? Is it gonna be that bleak? 
Could it be? I mean, couldn't he be? If he if he truly was healthy, obviously, no matter what they say, he's not gonna. He'll never be Daniel Bryan. You know, pre WWE, he can't go back to that. He's not even gonna be Daniel Bryan pre winning the title. I think um, at at WrestleMania, but you know, his schedule's got to cut back. But this, you know, this is a guy that 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 could stay in the business. I mean, we saw. When Ric Flair was the manager, Ra, he would fight every now and then. Obviously, we saw Triple H as uh, a fighter while he was managing, and now he just kind of fights, you know, whenever there's too many injuries, apparently. Um, but I, it's it's a possibility. I I don't I don't want to ask. I guess like I just I was devastated. I mean, like, I shed a tear when he retired. Like I I was yeah. I was crushed. Like that day when it was announced and you had it jumping on Twitter, that was a sad day for me. I know. I, I, I there were so many things that have happened in wrestling where I, I could have been as sad as this, um, or, or you know, just anybody leaving the business, but nothing hurt as much as seeing a guy who loved pro wrestling so much. Um, I mean, quite, you know, like Edge, but I think both of us were kind of outside of the, you know, watching wrestling on a week-to-week basis at that point. Um, I know I was, so I, I wasn't really, in, you know, watching when Edge left, but, you know, it's 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 very similar. Um, but this has got, you know, he just lost so much in one year, and then to lose, to lose his career that, you know, not a lot of people get to find a career where they're doing what they love, and and they're really this is a guy and they're who really it. insanely good at it. Yeah, and, and and to think that because he did it is the why is the reason why he lost that career. Like, if if he loved writing, and he wrote his whole life, he wasn't gonna have wrist problems and have to stop writing or something. But he loved wrestling. He did it, and it's because he did that wrestling is why he had to stop. It's just it's heartbreaking, and and if from a selfish perspective, like you said, he was an amazing wrestler. So it was oh, to see him come back. Gosh, I, I again like I remember watching Shawn Michaels come back. That was great. Uh, I just I can't imagine anything feeling as good as seeing him standing in the middle of the ring. And as, you know, uh, golly gee, as he is in, in normal life, and to see him look out into that arena, ugh, just be amazing. Again, that's probably more from the selfish point of view. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's not like he was just, you know, pretty good in the ring. He was, you know, the total package. He was, he was lovable, he was funny, he was intense, he, uh, he was personable, he... You know, could wrestle. He could mat wrestle. He would take crazy bumps. Um, he, you know, ever whoever he battled, it was just like AJ Styles, where you just get a crazy, you know, some of the best wrestling you've ever seen in your life. Um, oh man, I mean, could you imagine though, like if he, if he really was a hundred percent, man, and he could come back, the matches that are available to him right now. No. Well, Mike, I mentioned a name. His name is Mr. Shawn Michaels. I think his real name is like Michael Shawn. Can't remember right now. Forgive me, wrestling fans. I know that means, you know, if you can't repeat everybody's name immediately, you know, I was a big wrestling fan. I accept that. But, <clears throat> Mike, this is my horrible transition into my next hot tag question. Woo! And this is, uh, I, I think I like I like playing this game. This is the whole getting to know you. Um, getting to know you. All right, what do you got? Uh, Mike, there were two different stables. That's it? That Shawn that Michaels was involved oh, in. Okay. Name them. No. Um... <laughs> Those two stables were at least the ones, if I'm... I mean, I, I guess, you know, he had his tag teams and stuff, but uh, out of 
his two biggest stables. Jimmy, and one of them he didn't really have a part in, except... Yes. Mike, what was the better stable in its heyday? Uh... Keeping in mind, the heyday of the DX is arguable. Is it having X-Pac and Road Dog and uh, the badass Billy Gunn led by Triple H? Also, comparing that to Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and China. Ugh. And then you also have, you know, then then you got to keep in mind what's the heyday of the NWO, which I think that that's that's a little bit more obvious. That's that's right out of the gate. Once you announce uh, Hollywood Hogan, and probably the next five to six months after that, uh, then it kind of got out of hand. Um, what do you, what but, do you mean? Like I mean, when the whole roster about... was on there? Come on, man. Yes, that's when it got out of hand. <laughs> Jeez, of course. No, that's when it was starting to get good. <laughs> We're just getting warmed up. You just had Goldberg versus the whole, the whole shebang. I don't know. NWO was I think that, I it think fight the audience in attendance. Like that's how big it was. Probably, <laughs> probably the end of NWO. I mean, like in in its own legitimacy, maybe was the beginning of the Wolf Pack, or even pre that. I mean, is is it right after Sting fights Hollywood Hogan, or is it when Goldberg gets tasered, or uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. we that's not the question. I'm asking you which stable in your mind, when it was at its very best, you can answer this to mean which one made a bigger difference in the scope of pro wrestling, or which one to you did you just enjoy watching more? Well think that if you're going to pick NWO, they had the bigger shock moment because I get to use Hulk Hogan's heel turn. But DX mm. was literally everywhere, and everybody says, suck it. So I'm going to say that DX has the bigger <laughs> cultural impact because people are still sucking it today. <laughs> And as far as like transcending, you know, the, the bounds of heel and face, I think heels, if they told your favorite face to suck it, you were livid. When they were good guys, you said suck it with them. There's a lot of sucking it, and it wasn't from DX. You were sucking them. It's from everybody else. Yeah, everybody was sucking some DX. So I'm going to say <laughs> NWO had the biggest pop because of Hulk Hogan, but... Like, just the train wreck that it became, you know, with WCW falling apart. I think yeah. it became representative of, you know, of a bad idea. Like, a good idea that, that just, you know, it, it's there too long. You know, you live long enough to, you know, see the entire company become part of your stable. But, so, but I don't know what happened. NWO, I can't think finally of because... You can't just say, you know, well, it was really cool to start. It's like, yeah, but it lasted a long time. Um, DX, I think today, even when those guys made a cameo, I think at WrestleMania it didn't seem as um, nauseating to see those guys <laughs> come stumbling down the apron at, was that WrestleMania 31? Um, yeah, sure. I'll say longevity because DX was, was better for longer. Um, they yeah. had actual legitimate wrestlers instead of just big people. DX wins. That's my vote for right. take question. I think you're completely wrong. Wow. In every way. Wow. I'm just kidding. I I was gonna pick DX too, but I mean, you you can make the argument for NWO that I mean there 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 wouldn't even be a DX, you know, without NWO. I I think. I think the whole idea of pushing real life into your wrestling came from the NWO. But the thing that does it for me, like you said, was just they didn't know when to quit. I mean, think about the shield. I I still don't really consider this like full bore shield because I'm just waiting it waiting for it to end. Um but like 
that and I mean, you you think about the chair shot that that ended the shield. Like we were saying, oh, that's too soon. But really, that was just that's how that stuff. It's how it's got to end. I I don't know. The point is, they went on too long, uh, and that's what killed the NWO. Because now they they had their great moments. They leave a sour taste in your mouth, and that's that's what you remember. You have a you have a great beer, but then when you eventually vomit it all up, you just remember the taste of the vomit. You don't remember how great that beer was the first sip you took. And that's that's what NWO is. It's a beer that was so good you drank too much of it. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Or DX was just a slow sip of bourbon for the rest of your life. Yeah. You drinking bourbon over there? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I'm uh I'm, I'm drinking a Rochester Mills beer company. This is a Ooh. delightful uh milkshake stout. Toasted oh, nice. toasted marshmallow flavor. Oh. Alright. I thought we were gonna end on milkshake stout, but that it kept up, kicked it, it up kept a getting notch. better and better. Yeah. Kept throwing adjectives I knew you I knew you were gonna say and <laughs> you were gonna say something flavorful with that rochester mills rochester mills but, uh, you know what if you want to give us an endorsement deal i will drink your beer every show because i love that product <laughs> and whoever takes the glamour shots for the cans for rochester mills that should just be that should just be a beautiful studio in new york or los angeles where you just go in there and see blown up pictures of those beautiful beer cans so I love the mm. the pic. Remember the waffle, the blueberry waffle picture for their beer. Oh, or, I'm sorry, yeah. it's pancakes, pancakes. Yeah. Please. Either way. Yeah, please. Tasted like butter and blueberries and syrup. Man, was that it was amazing. Beer. How do you put? Uh, I don't know how they did that. You could still get drunk off it. Man, it's good. Um, but thank you, Rochester Mills. Um, we kind of got through the hot tags. We talked about the uh, the new uh, Finn Balor is the over segment. Um, I think we covered a lot of ground with uh, Naya. Uh, we covered a lot of ground with future Hollywood stars coming out of WWE. Nice. Um, just wondered if you had any final thoughts here for uh, we're kind of winding down, about to go off into the sunset, as our buddy Stone Cold likes to say at the end of his podcast. Any any last thoughts for uh, this week in wrestling? Well. I'm hoping that something starts to kick up here to keep me interested because I I know I know next week's main event is gonna and if it hasn't if it's already been announced forgive me but I I don't really care about Samoa Joe Cesaro Sheamus and then them fighting the Shield I I know I'm I'm gonna watch it I watch it every week I'm not going anywhere but I you know if I could get if I could get a main event. Jeez, and this sounds stupid, but that isn't. This is where the problem of Raw being so routine and SmackDown kind of feeling like it's getting out of that. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just forgetting the elements that are routine in SmackDown. But uh, you know, I I've had enough of the routine. I, I'd like a little bit more. Someone out there is listening. Please give me something a little less, you know, predictable. Predictable. I can't even say predictable, right? That wasn't predictable. I couldn't predict what you were trying to say. Uh, they haven't announced it yet. That's, I think we're getting to a, that's a my point final where it's going to be Braun and Kane, actually. Because um, they want to get those two big, uh, as JR would have called them, big old hosses uh, throwing slabber knockers. Um, <laughs> it's not announced yet, but uh, it's actually one last thing that I'm glad you brought up. Because uh, I, I, I like the idea of uh, Samoa Joe... Uh, being the one to take the belt off of Roman, um, if only because uh, you're going to get to a point where you know we're still trying to set the uh, plant the seeds, you know, for future storytelling. If we can give Joe a belt, you know, make him look a little legitimate in uh, WWE's eyes, um, and start planting that seed for Roman and Brock at Mania. Uh, this sounds like a good, you know, transition. Give the heel the belt. Um, I like the idea. I like the idea of Joe intervening. I like the idea of him kind of taking over that intercontinental belt. That's not something that Roman should, you know, be holding on long to, on to long term. Um, he's the biggest star in the company. Uh, doesn't matter what we think. Uh, WWE thinks that. Uh, but if Roman 
you know, Joe winning that belt off of Roman, that makes, you know, Joe look look good. I'm on board with that. Can I can I tell you my final thought then now that you're saying yeah. that? You know who you know who Samoa Joe has experience fighting? Okay. Matt Hardy. Ooh. Mm. That's a good uh that's a good battle. Like they you know, Matt shouldn't win the feud. But that's that's right. something that makes me want to watch. Yeah, that's something that uh, you got an interesting kooky character against a guy who's not amazing on the mic. I'm gonna. Who are you talking about? Samoa Joe isn't really my favorite to mic. listen to. I I disagree, like wholeheartedly. I think he's <sighs> pretty good. Well, I guess uh, that that was my final thought. Yeah, that, that was like your that final was part thought. of your final thought. Yeah, you know what? You're done. You're off. This Turn is off the your end. Microphone. This. <laughs> are you gonna send us out? I am. Hey, Matt. All right. Suck it! What? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for Thanks tuning in. Thanks for listening, in. everybody. Uh, we really appreciate it again. Matt, give him the deets on the Twitter feed. Well, we're on Facebook as Brothers of Discussion and Twitter at B-O-D Podcast. That's how I would say it to a bank. Uh-huh. And, of course, subscribe to us on iTunes uh, or SoundCloud, whichever you prefer there. And, uh... I'd be remiss if we didn't do one Roman. Ooh! Ah. Ooh! All right, we're going to start doing these regularly, too, on Wednesdays. So no more guessing. We're going to actually record on Wednesdays. Hopefully have them out by Thursday. So, <laughs> right, that's up to me. Matt, <laughs> God damn it. Get when in your I'm... studio. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next thanks, week. Thanks, everybody. Ooh! Ah.